0: Hey, what's up everybody? On today's episode, we are talking conversion rate optimization and three big things that you can do today to increase your conversion rate without spending a dime on ads or other tools. My name is John Aiken. I'm the CEO of Web Canopy Studio and this is the Website Conversion Show. Hey, everybody. The graphic that you see on the screen here is the website conversion framework. And again, for those of you that are listening, you can find a link to this graphic inside the show notes. And the website conversion framework is kind of the theme that we've been going over the last several episodes. We're really looking at what are the essential elements of a high converting website? What are the things that that website must do? And so today we're talking about the top level here of this diagram, which is conversion rate optimization. Now, conversion rate optimization is not something that you do right away on your website. It's not something that just happens and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna do conversion rate optimization. I've got these things I wanna do. Um, The reason is, Conversion rate optimization is about how to improve your website after you have some kind of foundation. It's about improving the overall goals and improving the overall performance of what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So when we think about all the other things that have to happen first, we have to go down to the bottom of this diagram of this pyramid here and focus on each of these elements one by one and make sure that the website is doing what we want it to do, right? Like it needs to convert leads, it needs to drive traffic, it has to do all of these different things. And so when we have that foundation, let's say your website does exist today and it's doing okay, when you get to that level of of comfort, you can start looking at things like conversion rate optimization. And so today, in this episode, I'm really going through what are some things that we could do right now to make a, a fast, quick impact on the website performance. And so I kind of took the, the idea of, of this episode, I was like, John, let's think about what kind of value we could provide if we were just gonna give some quick ideas, what would we do? And so I took the perspective of, let's say I just got hired by a company and I was coming in to work on their marketing. And I was in charge, one of my main main uh, tasks, one of my main priorities or my main goals is to make leads happen, is to give leads to this, the sales team, okay? And so what I'm gonna do is try and figure out a handful of items that I can do to have quick wins. Because I wanna have a high impact on this company as fast as I can. And the reason is, And I've talked about this, I think, in a previous episode. Marketers are the highest turnover out of any kind of position in a company. In general, like just business-wide, if if you look at all these different statistics and surveys and reports, marketers last for about 12 to 18 months uh, in general before they move to a new role. And there's a lot of different ideas about why that might happen, but... One of them, one of the biggest reasons that this is happening is because we're not tying us as, as a marketing person to the overall success of the business. Marketing is looked at as a, a position that is required, but it's not driving money to the bottom line. It is a, it is an overhead kind of position. So if I want to have a high impact on this company that I'm coming into, I want to make sure that I'm doing stuff right away so I can say, hey, look, these are things that, that, that I was uh, overseeing, that I was facilitating, that really helped us out and really brought good leads to the sales team and helped make the website perform better. So with that, the three things that I would do if I had a new marketing job today and I was sitting in this seat and I was like, okay, how do I make this website perform better? The first one is uh, kind of a kind of a cop out, honestly. So the first one is I'm not going to do anything. The first one uh, is not necessarily an idea that I'm going to change right out of the right out of the gate. The first one is about heat map and so what i want to do is is find a way that i can see how users are using our site without just looking at general data statistics i don't want to just go to like google analytics or hubspot data and just say oh we've had so many visits and so many people converted that's good it's super important information However, what I want to do is I want to I want to actually watch them. I want to watch what's happening. Like if you were doing this at a physical retail store, and someone's coming in to analyze what people are doing, you, you wanna understand how people are making purchasing decisions, they're gonna hire somebody to come in and just watch shoppers. They're gonna watch how people are walking through the store, what they're engaging with, what items they're trying on, what, what things they're not interested in, where they go from one section to the next and how that feels, and they're gonna start to try and track patterns. And so what I would wanna do is replicate that same concept on the website, but you have to start like day one because you want that data as soon as you can. And so there's a tool, um, th- there's a couple tools actually that do this uh, that-, that rely on the power of heat maps and they do a lot of different things too but two of my favorites uh, lucky orange is by far my most favorite tool for this hot jar is another one lucky orange and hot jar both have free accounts so you can literally do this for free and that- to see if you like it and then if you want the extended and, and-, and the-, the more data that comes with it of course you can p- uh, purchase different plans but with lucky orange one of the first things that we, we do this with our clients too, we install Lucky Orange on the website right away because what that's going to allow us to do is to start seeing patterns and to start tracking how people are using the website. Perfect example. A heat map is going to show a couple different kinds of things, but the one that I generally look at the first is, is like a scroll map. And so what that scroll does is it shows you Okay, at the top of the page, we know 100% of the visitors see the top of the page. They have to, right? It just, they have to see it. That's just where they land. You can't, unless, unless there's like an anchor tag or some, some crazy stuff, you don't just like automatically show up, you know, two-thirds of the way down at the bottom of the page unless it's an intentional link. For the most part, 100% of the visitors are going to see the top of the page. So what would be really interesting then is to see where people fall off and so as you scroll down that page you're gonna to start to find out oh my gosh 50 percent of our traffic leaves this page before they even get to you know a quarter of the way down or before they even get to our primary call to action that's powerful to me because if I know that if I know that the primary call to action or the the primary value proposition of what we're sharing on these pages is below where most of the traffic sees then boom, right there, I have an immediate thing that I can do to fix that right away. I know exactly what I wanna do. People are not seeing the the call to action. People are not seeing the value proposition. So of course they're not taking action. So what happens if all of a sudden that gets moved up, right? That gets moved above that heat map um, scroll line where it starts to drop off more than likely you're gonna see some kind of, of uptick in conversions or clicks or whatever that, that um, call to action is that you want them to do. So that's how you would use a scroll map. Another kind of heat map uh, that's also included in these would be a click map and m- mouse movement. And mouse movement was kind of confusing for, for a lot of people at first, but if you think about how you work on your computer, a lot of the times people will move their mouse as they're reading, as they're looking at text. And so we, we almost do it subconsciously, but we're kind of like moving the mouse up and around and, and it's just kind of following around. What this is gonna show you, however, when you look at it at a, at a, at a heat map report, you're gonna see almost like um, like a radar, like a storm, where, where the really big activity is happening, where the thunderstorms are. And the bigger, excuse me, I hit my mic. The bigger activity that you're gonna see is showing you these are things that either a are really fascinating people or B, things that they don't have a clue what that means. And so you would have to go in with an analytical eye, but you're gonna to start to see then, okay, I can see where people are spending their time, what they're highlighting, what they're hovering over, where they're moving their mouse, and maybe I need to make some adjustments off of that. The click maps are again, very similar to that, but that's literally where people are clicking and you're gonna get priorities and orders and who's who's clicking where and, and what, what CTA has the most clicks and so on. So heat map reviews, I would install it and I'd let it sit for about two to four weeks depending on your traffic you want to get a pretty substantial amount of visitors to get in there and see but that's going to give you so many ideas and just the knowledge to show that and you go and take this heat map you can even print it off you go and take this heat map to your boss and you say look this is how people are using your site here's how i think we can make some changes here's how i think we can make improvements there and it's totally free like it's it's so crazy how impactful this can be and it's completely free so Heat map, review, do it. You'll love it. Next, exit intent pop-up. Lot of of drama around pop-ups. A lot of people don't like them. I don't really love them unless they're used in a very tasteful way. And I like the idea of pop-ups in an exit intent format because it's almost as if you are providing value to somebody before they leave before they are walking out so for example it's like add let's use a retail example again why do you think we have all these different end cap items why do you think we have all of these different things in stores that are like near the exit it's so that people when they walk in first they can see that yes but as they're exiting as they're walking out i don't know how many times i've been with my wife and we walked through target and she's like oh my gosh look i need that and i'm like okay yeah let's do it so um it's, it's exactly that same kind of concept rather than asking people to buy. Of course, you can ask people to buy. But having an exit intent pop-up, if you do this tastefully, what you're doing is as somebody goes to click that back button or to click the exit button on the browser, a pop-up shows up and it can be obnoxious if you do this wrong. So when you're doing something like this, you'd want to put something up that says something like, wait, don't go yet, did you get a chance to get our and then give something a value. Typically you want to give something very high value. We've seen a lot of great uh, results with doing things with checklists and templates, things that are very usable for your prospects and your customers. So think again, you're providing value to them of something that they could use in their job or in their their, their personal life, things that they can actually have and have access to. Nobody wants to do that with an ebook or a free guide, like that's not valuable. This should be very tangible. Exit intent pop-ups, try it. You, you will absolutely have more conversions. I guarantee you're going to have people that will convert on that as long as it's saying the right things. Next, we want to talk about increasing visits to the best pages. So the exit intent pop-up I could do today if I have the right software. HubSpot does this. If you're using WordPress, there's a bunch of free plugins that do this kind of stuff. And um, you know, there's all these other CMS tools out there that you can try as well for... For other things that I could do today that I would be like, hey, how can I make an impact right now? I would want to do a quick dive into the pages on the website and the page performance on the website. And what I'm looking for are the best converting pages. I want to look for the pages that have the highest conversion rate with a decent amount of traffic. We don't want to say, "Oh, we've had one person hit this page and that person converted, therefore it's a 100% conversion rate." That's not enough data to really identify that that's a conversion rate that we'd want to target because it's not it's not logical. That one person could have been somebody from your team, right? So we have to make sure that it's it's legitimate you want to have 50, 100 plus kind of visitors to that page to then track the conversion rate of the page. Why do we want to do this? Well, if I know that this page converts really well, if I know that this page is converting at 30, 40%, maybe 50%, it would make sense that I should try and find more ways to get people to that page, right? So I'm going to think about how can I get people to that page because if that conversion rate holds true, if that conversion rate really is 37% or 55% or whatever it might be, then I want to try and get as many people into that as possible because think of it as, as you're, you're, you have this machine and for every 100 people that come to this machine, you get 40 people on the back end that become leads. Awesome. That's great. But now what do I want to do with it? Well, I can optimize that machine. I can try and get that machine to make it instead of 100 people in equals maybe 40, now it's 50. Cool, that would be great. So you can do things within the page to make it better. However, if you know that you get 40 people in and you need 120 or 500 people, then you just have to say, all right, if that conversion rate holds true, how many people do I actually need to get in? So you're doing some goal planning, you're doing some strategic insights into why you're doing something, why you need to increase the leads into this page or the visits into this page, but it's for a purpose tied to the goals of the company. It's great dialogue to have as a leadership team. It's great dialogue to bring into any kind of conversation with, um, with your, your CEO and so on. Um, so how do we do the visits? How does, how does that work? Cause yeah, that sounds great. Like I'd love to get more people to this page that converts really well. So generally speaking, those are going to be like some landing pages, right? So you have maybe a lead magnet or some kind of offer that you're giving away, some kind of special positioning for a webinar or something like that. So number one, I'm going to, if I'm just just going to use HubSpot as an example. If I'm using HubSpot, I'm going to make a list of everybody inside of my HubSpot portal, all of my contacts that I have um, the ability to market to. And I'm going to make a list of everybody that has not done that thing yet that has not downloaded that or submitted that form on that page. And I'm going to drive a campaign to get people to that value, to get people to sign up to do that thing, whatever it is on that landing page. Let's say it's a checklist. Uh, The reason is I know those people have a need. I know those people are in the portal for a reason. They have opted in. They have done something. So they're interested in getting more help. So I'm going to be valuable to them and provide them with resources I know will help them. Okay, so I'm going to increase page uh, page visits that way. The next thing I'm going to do is think about the messaging. Remember, we talked about heat maps, and you know maybe we're not getting people to scroll down to see the things that we want them to do. So I might make some very obvious call to actions on the home page or other pages on the website that are strategically getting people to go to that page. I might also put that page in the top level navigation as just a big button, right? Like try this assessment or get our free guide or try this checklist or get this template or whatever it is you're giving away because that is very, very valuable. And so these are just tests you can run. I know that when people think about making some of these changes, they get a little antsy and they say, I don't want to make this like massive change to our website. I don't know if the bosses are going to like it or I don't know what it's going to do for the perception of our visitors. My recommendation is to try it, try it for two weeks, try it for a month You can always take it down. You can always go back to what you had before if you want. But my guess is it's going to work. And so you're not going to want to change it. Because if it's working and you're generating more leads, you're going to have a lot of value there and a lot of reason to keep it up. The other thing you could do would be any kind of social channels, any kind of social sharing. So um, you, you have a LinkedIn audience. You have connections personally. Your team has connections. You have maybe some kind of Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. And you're going to want to try and push people to that campaign to that landing page or the page that's converting well. So those are just some quick ways. And again, guys, all of those are free. Like you you don't have to pay to do any of those. It might take you a few hours tops to do all of that. And immediately those three things, you would have such a huge impact on the conversion rate. Even just generating a few more people than what you're doing now is an improvement. That wouldn't have happened had you not make these adjustments and these changes. And then the last thing I would say is just go back and track it. Just see what happens. If it's something that you need to go back and change, change it. If it's working, maybe consider keeping it. So those are the three things that I would do if I was, you know, brought in to sit down as a, as a marketing director for a company. How can I make an impact on lead generation and, and passing te- uh, leads to the sales team? Those are the three ideas that I would, I would jump into right away. I'd install heat maps and I'd go back and check the click map, the scroll map, the mouse movement map, and all of those different things. By the way, all of those tools have some great features for uh, recordings and tagging events and all these other things so you can really get into the the weeds and the details of what they're doing. I would install exit intent pop-ups so that you could have a really valuable giveaway to people who are exiting the page and say, wait, did you get a chance to try our this? It's the same concept of people who are handing out flyers, who are giving away food at the food court, who are doing all these different things. They, they want to give you that option to provide value. The last thing I would do is I'd find out what pages are converting really well and I would try and increase traffic through the sources that I already have access to to those pages so that I know I can get higher conversions or, or, or more leads coming through. Again, we talked about uh, emailing the audience. It doesn't have to be um, net new leads. Ideally, net new leads are great. Everyone thinks in terms of lead generation is net new leads, but if they're already in your audience and you're warming them back up, that's phenomenal, you're doing your job and you're doing it quite well. So that's it guys, those are the the three things I would do for improving conversion rates on your website uh, today. You can sit in and start doing those right now. If you wanna know more, please go to our website and take the assessment, webcanopystudio.com slash assessment. There's also a link in the show notes. Uh, this is a an assessment where you're gonna be able to take your own, your own assessment, ask your, yourself these questions. There's five questions in six categories of that website conversion framework I showed at the beginning. And it's a way for you to be honest about how you feel you're performing or your website's performing in these particular areas and then based on your, your your answers, you're going to get a checklist of things that you can start doing right away to make those changes and to fix those on your own. We also have resources and tons of other things available to you on the PDF that's delivered to you. I think that's it. Let me know if you have any questions and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.